My Google Docs stopped taking the first couple words of my document and making it into the title of the document, and that saves everything as untitled, and it's really frustrating. That's what I've always that's what I've always dealt with with my Google Docs. It used to just automatically name it when I started typing in the file. It would like give me like the first like line because I would type something and then press enter, and it used to just save it as the title. Yeah, that's not my truth. It's it's always been untitled Same. document until I title it. How do you know what? Yeah, and I, I usually forget. To, <laughs> I usually forget to title them, so I just have a bunch of untitled, 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 and I'm like, is it this one? I title no. everything very. My like Google Drive is like. I have random titles. Organized ones, but folders. I'm going to organize the shit out of this computer because I'm going through everything on my old one to like put things onto this one. And Mama, it's literally just files. I didn't. Nothing's. Nothing's. The only folders I have are on my desktop. Wow. How am I supposed wow. to find anything? <laughs> Do you name things? No. All right. Well. I like it's screenshots that like it's just things that I did on my computer saved used immediately and then never touched again combined with like my backup from all of my phones sure and then like things that are named cryptically because i used to know what that was but like like i came across a folder of photos that just it was Ah, with four exclamation points was the name of the file. And then inside was just like comments on the pictures that I saved. So <laughs> like I needed that for something, but like why looking back at it now, I don't, I don't know what that is. I don't know who she is. Sure. Sure. Good luck with that. I also have like, like, oh my God, there's so much. There's so much. It doesn't matter. It's not important. But this is going to be organized. She's uh, going to be organized. I believe in you. <laughs> you okay? No. I'm really stressed out. Have you named Hi, lady. her? Her name's Lumen. Lumen? Yeah. No. Lumen? No. Yes, it no. is. Do you not love her? I love Wait, her. Wait, this is a serious discussion. <laughs> Who's Lumen? This is this She's is now the character from Des- we're, Dexter. Dexter. We're lapsing into Dexter territory, oh which I don't want to linger in for nope, too long. Stop! No, don't even proceed. Do not enter. We're <laughs> trespassing. Get out! <laughs> Run! There's a ghost. Run! I love her. As an it's actress. a demon. Hey, what? Wait, did I no, just we're say? we're here. No, we're, no, we're so important to me. Here. Okay, Jesus fuck Christ. my drag, right? Yeah. I can't even. Whatever. Never I don't want to talk about. All right, I want to know what your opinions are because Jesus. we started the conversation. Me too, because I'm the worst. Sorry, Sam. She's a wonderful actress. Mm. She's beautiful. Yes. Her name is stupid. Oh, her name is... <laughs> it's a dumb name. <laughs> they have like... They have like this... I don't know. I, I, she's... I don't want to get into it, but... um. It? Yeah, it's, it's good. It's fine. Anyway. <laughs> Could not believe it. We're here. We're Weird in a room. Queer. Okay, he's it's a it's a busy it's a busy happenings. Are we all okay with the word queer? I guess I haven't. I assumed, yeah. but I haven't made a consensus. Yeah. I am. Okay. I am. Some people aren't. It's my That's favorite. True. All right, party, cool. It's. I don't want to out what day it is. It's Wednesday. But we are going to. Sure. Oh, because. Because we something have to talk happened. about. No, let's be real. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we it. have to. Like, it's t- it happened today. It is April 25th, right now. We're recording 2018. 
Do you want to do it? You, no, it's, <laughs> it's the 25th. I thought it was the 26th. It's definitely the 25th. It's the 5th. All right. 25th. All right. <laughs> God, you don't have to yell at me. The Golden State Killer. Has been arrested. Arrested, <gasps> identified after 30, 40 years. A number of years. A number of years. Many years. And he's the ransacker, too. Yeah. Apparently, I don't know where you're getting that source Except from. Except, also, I it. prove I believe it. you. I believe, I believe, I am yet to be proven wrong, but I believe that he also confessed to being the Visalia Ransacker, which is just horrible. I'm Googling it right now. Okay. Does he look like a baby? No. So then Whoa. he... Oh, I will... Sh- let's see a picture of him. I haven't seen young photos of him. I've only seen his arrest photo. His name is... Joseph D'Angelo. Joseph James D'Angelo. Ew. Yeah, he's gross. Anyway, this this started off as like a planned statement. It doesn't matter. We should not be Googling mid-podcast. Sam has to edit this. Yeah. Okay, he kind of does look like a baby. He looks like a baby fish. But this is a young picture of him? He kind of looks like a blobfish. That's still kind of baby Is that like... Like an adult photo of him? I don't know what age he is. You know, like, yeah. Cause, like, yeah, he looks young in that photo, but like that could be an eighth grade photo. Yeah, very. That. You know. Yeah. Yeah, like the description oh, of the uh, the ransacker. Here's one with him. Is in more um, round faced than that guy is. That guy's jaws kind of chiseled. Navy. Navy even. Oh yeah, so that's like. Yeah. He's eighteen plus at yes. least, and he looks twelve. So there's that. Anyway, we're just saying words at this point. We're just um, purporting. It's just because we're just purporters. <laughs> I just did the Visalia Ransacker, and then he's apparently been identified. Did you find anything about him confessing? No? Am I a liar? Okay. Well, I know that people say that it's believed. All I could see was believed to be. Like, also, they might. he's connected to. This could be. They think he might be. Oh, uh, because he lived well, 15 minutes away from Visalia. At one point. So did a bunch of other people, though. Well, yeah, but a bunch of other people aren't also the Golden State Killer. Yeah. With a 100% DNA match. (laughs) 100% DNA match. Well, is there a DNA match from Joseph to the Ransacker? I don't think there was DNA in the the Ransacker case. I don't think there was DNA in the Ransacker case. Oh, no. There wouldn't have been. He was just bad. Well, he was jerking off everywhere, but I don't think they were collected. Yeah, he was jerking off everywhere. It would have been dried. They can collect that. They can still collect that mess. That's okay. fully collected. I'm okay, sure well. they have. Why wouldn't they? They no, don't got They just fresh. got them. So, I mean, maybe they're still connecting them. I'm sure they are. I should hope. So, this is this is breaking, as you can tell, because we're clearly unorganized. Wait, Did no. Did we introduce the podcast? No. I also, just, <laughs> I, we're probably going to cut out the majority of this. We can come back in stronger. But um, stronger I know for a fact that there's no DNA in the Ransacker case that they have because if there was, they would have already tied those two together because yeah, okay. they had DNA in the Golden State Killer uh, case. Yeah, that's fair. Anyway, we're a podcast. <laughs> bum, 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 bum. <laughs> we do it. And we're so professional and so organized. And um, Lydia, is it your turn to introduce us? Hi. Hello. I'm Lydia, and this is Can You Believe This Shit? And can I restart that? No, I liked it. No. <laughs> Fine. No, it was I very didn't. Disney princess-ish. I, I want to try it again. Okay. Hi. Welcome to Can You Believe This Shit? 
and I've got Dominic, and I've got Zoe, and I've got Sam, and I've got me, and I've got, I'm also, I'm Lydia. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> and this is a podcast. Or a podcast. Is that better for you? Yeah, I like it. I liked it. I liked it. All right. Do we have to talk about what we do? No, they know. They just right. heard no, our ramblings. No, we do have to talk yeah. about what we do. We have to do it every single <laughs> uh, episode. I we guess. We do stuff. There's a list. <laughs> Done. <laughs> Sort Handle of like next. Moitas, sort of like ghosts, sort of like cryptids, like Bigfoot or whatever. Um, Can we host with her every week? <laughs> I want her to tell us a story. I'm not in control of her. Okay. Oh, she's already gone. I'm sorry. As soon as I start like paying closer attention, she runs away. It's, well, yeah, no, I, no, can't I bring feel her that. back. I don't know how. Anyway, yeah cryptids what did i miss conspiracy <laughs> conspiracy theories yeah i mean a lot um, sometimes do- crazy natural disasters yes or unnatural disasters aliens have we done supernatural disasters yeah i mean you can qualify a lot of what we've done as a supernatural disaster <laughs> yeah I think one supernatural disaster that we need to talk about is the fact that there were multiple seasons of Supernatural. (laughs) That's a listen. That's an attack on a lot of people. I think that's an off-topic question. If I've ever heard one, you have been stopped because I don't want to. Well, now we've talked about. No. Yes. It's happened. Snipped. It can be snipped. Anything can be snipped. Well, Sam has the the control of the snipping. And that's not going to be snipped. Next topic. <laughs> speaking, of, speaking of snipping, um, I don't know. I was going to say Sam's in charge my next bris. I don't. I went. I heard snip and I went to. Circumcision? Yep. <laughs> Could do not think of the word circumcision. I was thinking about a ripoff. Because that's my horrible joke. Have I already told uh, them on the podcast? You told, I don't know if you told them on the podcast, but I've heard it. I've been friends with you for long enough. I I haven't heard it, and I just got a really sick feeling in my gut. <laughs> and um, Well, what do you call a cheap circumcision? <laughs> don't even finish it. I've yeah, heard the punchline already, and I don't like it. <laughs> so just don't say it. I've heard it. That is an off-topic I can, question. I, it's an off-topic question. I, can, I put the pieces together. Oh. Of the bot circumcision, put them back together. <laughs> Can you cut all of this out, please? No. No, I would really appreciate that, too. Let's vote. A ripoff. <laughs> <laughs> I vote to personally censure Dominic. Censure? Is that a word? Censor. Uh, no, not censure. <laughs> um, Remove. No. Kick out of podcast. No, not kick out. Just like <sighs> censure. Yeah. <laughs> Strong or vehement expression of disapproval. Yeah. An official that's... reprimand. Yes, that's exactly that's what, what I you mean. do want. <laughs> like it, like um, like a like a pink slip or a detention. Or that's something. the fu- you're firing me if it's a pink slip. Oh wait. Yep. I meant. Get out. I, w- I was thinking about pink slips in high school. It's been handled. <laughs> I was thinking about it in high school. They're like, you're in trouble slips. A detention slip? Oh, well, maybe, yeah. Uh, uh, they were pink Ours were yellow. We called we them We had detention slips? slips? I'm thinking grade school. Oh. 
In high school, I think we just had a computer system that they typed in detention to. We had detention? I had detention. I don't know. <laughs> People could get suspended. Yeah. But do we have detention in high school? It's Sunday, Saturday school? Did you guys have in-school Maybe. detention? We had yeah, Saturday we definitely school. had in-school. Did you have in-school suspension? Yes. We didn't have in-school detention, sorry. In-school suspension. Yeah. Yeah. I was never in-school suspended. <laughs> Same. They just... Like, <laughs> we need to be right back in. We've done nothing but wildly speculate <laughs> for what's probably coming up on 20 minutes. Well, we it's going to be We need hardy. Sam to tell us who, to go first. Oh, that's true. That's but I know, he decided I to disappear. Well, that's because we were off in God knows where. <laughs> Banterland. So he just left. We were in Banterland, I guess. I guess we'll just wait for him. He's Here he comes. Uh, <laughs> he emerged from the bathroom and walked in the other direction. Did he forget that he's like the main part of the beginning of this? I feel like I'm in school and the teacher left and it's like, now what? We're going to censure <laughs> Sam now. An official, official, official. We just, we need you. We're censuring you. No, we believe that. What can I do? Your job. Who's going first? Who's going first? Okay. Hi, welcome back. Thank you. Who's going first? I want to know. Are you ready? Yes. I had to stop myself from... Yes. Yes? Yes. Yes. So you're going first? Oh, I really wanted that to happen. Who's going second? Lydia. Nope. Oh, that's why there was a pause. That's because Lydia's going to be mad. Dominic, you're going second. Lydia. Yes! Thank you for going last this week. Oh, you can do it. I was just surprised. I'm going to do it. I just figured that Lydia was going to be second. I figured I was going to close it because that's been my gig. And there's no complaints there on my part. I just didn't want to end with this. Are you guys ready? It's just I don't like my endings. So when my endings have to end the podcast, I'm like, oh, oh, no. I'm sorry that I've done this. And you're welcome to not do what i know that your job is to assign and we've been assigned and we must move forward exactly i'm allowed to complain about it but i'm not <laughs> expecting like special treatment i just want to complain anyway moving on are you guys ready uh, yes you seem excited i don't know I, i'm a little excited i'm not <laughs> i shouldn't be it's fine <laughs> let's go let's just jump right in okay october 12th 2012. Libra season. You want to take credit for this? I don't know yet. (laughs) Knowing the context of our podcast? (laughs) Probably not. 8.53 p.m. Shayna Hubers, a 21-year-old psychology student, picks up her phone and dials 911. She's in hysterics when the operator picks up. I want to play the audio. (laughs) I think I'm gonna. There's audio. She's panicked. It sounds like she's crying, and the 911 operator consoles her, trying to get the information needed to dispatch the police. I'm just going to give you the beginning of the audio call so we can get some context in this. Up in the 911. Ma'am, I have, I have an, an, um, um, well, I, I, I killed my boyfriend in self-defense. Okay, where are you at? I'm at 12 Meadow Lane, Highland Heights, Kentucky. 41076. Okay, 12 Meadow Lane, are you in a house or an apartment there? It's an apartment, it's apartment suite 10. Anyway. I'm that 911 operator. 
I also. I I'll get into her. All right. Um, Where are you at? It's seven and a half minutes long, okay. from start to finish. The full call? Yes, I think. Unless it's like smoothly edited for the YouTubes, but it feels like the full call. It's well, usually long. the calls are so short, so I'm just like. Uh, no, they try and keep you on. They want you to. Well, stay no, I on mean, like, I'm not saying usually in 911 calls. I'm saying in all the 911 calls that I have heard. Sure. Like the ones from like, I don't know, stuff like that. Oh, I listened I to know. a really bad one, like a really bad one recently. What? I uh, I I didn't. It was just like, I think it was on Facebook. Like, oh, her 911 call. I was like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay. Press play. And then uh, apparently some. It might be fake, but. It could also be oh, definitely definitely real. Uh, a little girl calling, no. and you hear just like horrible things no. in the background. It's, no. Anyway, I won't talk about it. No, continue. Okay, your horrible story. My horrible story, separate from this possible Facebook hoax. <laughs> um, so you heard her. She said uh, that she killed her boyfriend in self-defense. To piece together the like fragments of this crazy story. From the 911 call, this is only from the 911 call, she says that she'd gotten into a fight with her boyfriend, Ryan Poston. Oh, I was, I, <laughs> I just, I went in hardcore with this is only from the 911 call, and now I want to tell you about Ryan. <laughs> so it's not. He was born on December 30th, uh, 1982. He's a wealthy motherfucker. Every single like list of every single time they talk about him, they like give you this list of like all of the things he did, which is like typically how they write about murder victims in general. Sure. But uh, he went to school in Switzerland and then school in the Philippines. And that was just in high school. And then he was triple. He triple majored in history, geography and political science in college and then went to law school. And he was working as an attorney in Cincinnati. He lives in Kentucky, though, but it's like. Right there. I was a theater major and I dropped out. <laughs> I dropped out of high school and didn't go to college. <laughs> ah! Anyway. I dropped out of art school. I was late. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Shayna. Sam graduated. Uh, right. I was and about I'll to say, I'm like, for that. I graduated with just a kidding. degree in audio engineering. I just Here graduated from plastic <laughs> surgery school. Under right. <laughs> Yeah. What the fuck? It's none of your damn business. Is this allowed? What the fuck? We are not a Vine podcast. <laughs> I think that's a gross, a gross um, miss. That's a lie. <laughs> anyway, for the 12 billionth time, Shayna and Ryan had gotten into a fight this night. We're on the 911 call now. You know how I said we were there earlier? Yes. We're here now. Okay. Apparently, they escalated into a breakup. Ryan had thrown Shayna around. He tossed her into the couch. Uh, he picked her up and tried to carry her out of the door. She fought back, saying that if they were breaking up, she at least wanted to get her things from inside of his condo. This was when he got very angry and reached for his gun, pulling it on her, but not before she was able to snag it out of his hands and turn it on him, and she shot him once in the chest. Oh. Y- your tone of voice. It's just... Yes. My tone of voice... Mm-hmm. Yes, Here is mostly. Both, <laughs> oh yes, they both, they both reach for the gun, the gun, the gun, the gun. This is not that story. I did I, that story, and we're uh, not yeah, there. Said, no, <laughs> I love that song. <laughs> but 
my tone of voice is mostly just for the fact that he's carrying a weapon in his own home. Like, he was able to reach for his gun when he's hanging out with his girlfriend. People, people... I can think of people who I know that people do reach that for their gun very lot. easily around their girlfriend. What year was I this? I guess. What yeah. year was this? Not you. 2012? Yeah, people <laughs> of chaos. Sam's brother. Uh, sure. He's just like a law student. I don't know. It just feels weird. Whatever. The 911 operator <laughs> then asks if she's positive if he's dead. She says yes. She says he's completely dead. Shana asked if she would be arrested. She said, I'm not a murderer, ma'am. I just killed him in self-defense. This whole, like, I, I said that very matter of fact, but she's sobbing. She's not having a good time. <laughs> she cries through the entire 911 call. Okay. Which is, like, as to be expected. You just shot and killed a man? <laughs> like, Your tone is very pointed during this. My tone is not pointed. <laughs> it sounds like you should, you think it's fake news. <laughs> the operator tells her that it's not her job to decide what happens to Shayna. Uh, it's she's she's like i can't tell you if they're gonna arrest you i i'm just trying to make sure that everyone's safe yeah essentially when asked Shayna says that her boyfriend ryan has had a history of domestic violence against her i wrote in the past history of uh, history of domestic violence against (laughs) her in the past past. (laughs) Shayna says she's not hurt she was only thrown against the couch the operator asks where the gun is and again double checks to see if Ryan is still alive. Shayna seems to freak out and says, do I have to go touch him? The operator then goes into telling her how she's going to send her to the cops and is like, so you're going to walk out and this is going to happen and they're mm-hmm. going to be there. And then Shayna's like, oh no. And she starts, she bursts into like further hysterics. I, you can't really hear what she says, but she then goes, he was twitching and I knew he was going to die. So I shot him a couple more times after that. Okay, sure. God bless the 911 operator for keeping her cool. But she goes, so you shot him instead of calling 911? <laughs> and he, she goes, he was twitching so bad, I couldn't just let him lay there and twitch. Now, she didn't just, like, shoot him a couple more times. She shot him five more times. Okay, just for good measure. The total count is twice to the head, two to the chest, one under his arm, and one in his back. How do you get under his arm? I can tell you how he got. she got under his arm. Jesus. Uh, but not right now, because we don't know this information yet. She's just on the phone. Literally, this all has come out in a seven-minute-long phone call. <laughs> like, she, doesn't, she likes to talk. This girl likes to talk a lot. Got it. At this point, What's the her cops... Name? Shana Hubers. Shane, I don't like that. S-H-A-Y-N-A. Hubers? Hubers. Mm-hmm. At this point, the cops are pretty much at her apartment, at his apartment. Shayna surrenders and is taken in handcuffs by the police. They put her in an interview room. She has read her rights, and having dated and subsequently shot and murdered an attorney, (laughs) she at least knows some things, so she says she wants a lawyer, which is step one when you get arrested. Step two is usually shut the fuck up and wait for the lawyer to show up. (laughs) She forgets about that one. (laughs) And she just talks for two plus hours Mm. and because she'd already asked for her attorney the cops can't ask her any questions so they're literally just sitting there while she talks for two hours at a series of different police officers can you not so once she asks for a lawyer you can't talk to her you can't question her because she's being because she asked for an attorney okay and you have like the right to remain silent i feel like that's part of it oh yeah you do and you have the right to a representative and if you ask for that representative, 
then you are required. Well, you're not required, but once you ask for that representative, oh, then they wait. have to wait. Wait, you just said too many things, and I could have I could have recited you the Miranda rights, and I can't do it anymore because we talk too much. It doesn't um, matter. It's not important. Fuck. Um, I, I you have the right to me. Right? Right? Right to remain silent. Anything you say, Canon use Canon will be used against you in a court, court of law. law. You have a right to an attorney. To an attorney. If, you if you can't afford one, one will be appointed to you. you. Yeah, there's more. There's more. Fuck. There's a lot more. <laughs> there's a significant portion left. <laughs> well, that's always where it cuts off in law in and the, order. In the cops, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they slam the door. <laughs> <laughs> and they fade to black. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm so sorry. That show is so fucking stupidly transphobic. It's like oh uh, yeah. Any any crime any, propaganda show? Yeah, propaganda show. Crime procedural. <laughs> that's that's what I mean. Crime procedural propaganda. It's inciting crime is what it's doing. <laughs> no, it's not. It's just fake fucking news. I'm the fake news. Shame. She gets anyway. Yep. So she so. asks for. A lawyer, they're still, she, whatever, they can't question her. She's still talking. The videos of this interrogation room, like the clips that you can find online, sure. it's, it looks like a bad TV show. It's like super cut all together. Like she'll be sitting, all of a sudden she's standing against the wall. She's saying weird cryptic things the pacing. whole time. What? Pacing. A little bit of pacing. Literally, she's just like talking uninterrupted for hours, though. She's got a sweatshirt on. She takes it off. Her shoes are off. (laughs) She's out of sight of the camera. But the whole time, she's just spouting these weird statements. Because the cops were uh, taking shifts, as I said earlier, in the room. No one wanted to be in there. They were like, this fucking crazy woman. What is she saying? God damn it. She asked one of them what would happen to her. And he said, I don't know. They just told me to sit in here with you. So she reiterates the points that she made on the call, but God, is this weird. She repeats, I killed him in self-defense almost every single time she talks about the murder. She talks a lot about how she just had to shoot him five extra times. (laughs) Does she talk about hmm? like him attacking her? Yes. I can tell you what her story is. So... So, cause like, it sounds like she's keep, she keeps saying I killed him in self-defense like, that's her, like, main statement. It's just really heavy on the I killed him in self-defense. I don't know. That's true. I killed him, dot, 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 in self-defense. Yeah. It's almost like, wouldn't you want to stress that your boyfriend was trying to kill you? Like, my boyfriend tried to kill me, then say I killed him in self-defense. Well, she does talk about how he, like, started throwing her around the room, but then later she says, well, she says in the call mm-hmm. that he threw her against the couch, but then in the interview he says that she gets thrown against the bookshelf and against the table, but none of the evidence on the scene supports any of that, but I can get into that later if you'd like. Um, I would like. I will get there. I'm sorry to... No, it's Okay. It's okay. So they were fighting, and the the reason I haven't really gotten into what her story is is because there's not one. Okay. In this two hours of her talking, they're standing near the dining room table when she gets in the fight, and they're standing, and then he's sitting, and he's then he's not really sitting. He's, like, leaned up over the table. At one point, he has the gun in his hand pointing at her. In the other, she just grabs the gun while he's talking. Like, literally, 
because there's no direction to this questioning, she has no one to like bounce her ideas off of. So she's just like going full blast. It feels like she's on drugs. It feels like cocaine. Okay. It feels like watching her. She's like, just. She goes, and he was laying with his face on the table, like twitching. And so I knew he was going to die. And I walked around the table. And that's, that's when I shot him in the head. I shot him probably six times, shot him in the head. He fell to the ground. He was like laying like this. She gets down on the floor to show his glasses were still on method. He was twitching some more. I shot him a couple more times just to make sure he was dead because I didn't want to watch him die. But, mm, but, but you did though. She <laughs> goes, I knew he was going to die a slow and painful death. He was in a lot of pain. He was twitching. He was moaning, but he was ultimately dead. This is just, now I have just a collection of quotes. I shot him enough times to kill him. I knew he was going to die or have a very deformed face. He's very vain. And then she goes, I shot him right here. Points to the middle of her face. I gave him that nose job that he wanted. Oh, I I did it. (laughs) Jesus. And then she goes, and then she gets like real quiet and she's sitting and she's talking to this lady cop and she goes, his obsession with guns killed him. I'm a Democrat. Or no, she goes, I'm so Democrat. I would never have guns in the house. <laughs> and she's like, because he had loaded guns in the house. He had three guns. Okay. They recovered three guns from the home. He had one like on a holster next to his bed. He had another one that he, I don't know. I didn't write down the types of guns because I don't care. <laughs> but they were pistols or handguns. There's a difference between the two. I don't know what it is. <laughs> I think pistols are, hand, are a type of handgun right yes it's like an umbrella situation (laughs) (laughs) anyway (laughs) then she says i'm not your typical murderer Uh, she calls herself a murderer yeah cool well she does she calls herself not she calls herself an atypical murderer (laughs) (laughs) that is what she does it's true i'm an atypical murderer (laughs) in (laughs) self-defense i murdered him and now i got the regular girls (laughs) i murdered my boyfriend in self-defense uh and then she gives a new reason for why she killed him they got in a verbal altercation and he said you're just a hillbilly from kentucky and i guess the hillbilly came out in me and i took up for myself (laughs) okay so she just she's confessing now she's just talking okay she's confessing now and then she goes and then she starts asking one of the cops about what happens in prison and if she's going to get to keep her cell phone. And she goes, I don't know if anyone will want to marry me if they know I killed a boyfriend in self-defense. <laughs> she says, hell hath no fury like a woman scorned. I never believed it until now. So at one point, the lady cop who's been sitting across, if you think this is wild, the lady cop who's been sitting across from her nodding is like, all right. She stands up and she goes, I'll be right back and walks out of the room and Shayna stands up and she's walking around the room humming Amazing Grace. She's doing a fuck, bun- like a fuck ton of like vocal runs. She's like all over the place. No. Like, she's like, hey, um, oh my God, the tears, she's like, the tears coming to my here, wait. I have it. Do you have her singing? Do you want me to play it? <laughs> they recorded the whole thing. It's in the interview room. Yes. Yeah. 
She's like dancing around. She's like walking around the room real weird. Yes. What a beautiful voice. <laughs> The cop walks into the room and she's like undeterred. <laughs> there's only, listen, there's only two types of people in the world. <laughs> the kind that sing church songs after murdering the boyfriend. The ones that entertain and the ones that observe. <laughs> it's getting Maybe a weird. She's a put on a show type of girl. I did it. Yes, I did it. I and can't goes, believe I, I can't did. believe I did that. Can you believe this shit? She cannot. <sighs> okay. Okay. That was a beautiful rendition of Amazing Grace. So, Sam, I'll send you the videos for that. Thank you. Of course. Yeah, no, she um, has that beautiful singing voice. She has a nice voice, but too bad what? she's a murderess. So when you put this weird behavior and her contradicting statements next to the inconsistencies found at the crime scene, mm-hmm, we get mm-hmm, this story, mm-hmm. we which get is Moida. what actually happened. Okay, bring That's it weird. on. Bring on the Moida. <sighs> Shayna and Ryan All had broken up before this day, like as much as a week before. Shayna says that they had only broken up right then and that's why this all happened and this is what like brought on the fight. But according to Ryan's family and friends, he had told his family that he was worried about Shayna. Direct quote, this is getting to be restraining order level crazy. I'm not kidding. She sent me 75 texts in the last hour. She's shown up at my condo three times and refuses to leave each time. This is after the breakup? Mm-hmm. Okay. They, they broke up a lot during their relationship. Um, okay. It might have something to do with the fact that there's an eight-year age difference and they started dating when Shayna was 19. He was eight years older. So he wasn't like... um, You know, like they weren't... He wasn't eight years younger than she was. No. He was was 11. She's 21. (laughs) She wasn't 10, right? No. Or what? 11. Yes. Thanks, Sam. (laughs) Sorry. I wasn't paying attention and then you mathed for me and then I thought I had to math and I did it wrong. I also interrupted you. It's Keep okay. on keeping on. We're in the business of interruptions. And business is booming. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he even showed up at his dad's house once and was like, I got to stay here because my girlfriend won't leave my house. My ex-girlfriend won't leave my condo and I don't want to stay there with her. So he just like would give up his apartment. Like, mm. I can't be here because she won't leave. So I just got to go somewhere else now. She's like squatting as fuck. Yeah. Shayna had texted all of her friends very, even very shortly before the murder, saying that she was going to kill her boyfriend. Oh. They had gone to the shooting range together, and Just she had texted night. her friend. No, 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 no. Oh, her oh. and her boyfriend. Oh. She said that while she was at the shooting range, she should just turn around and kill him, make it look like an accident. 
The downstairs neighbors also can testify that nothing is as it seems. They said that they heard nothing from 8.30, which is when he heard they heard the, the couple come home at 8.30. They heard Shayna crying on the porch almost immediately afterward, then silence, followed very quickly afterward with the sound of six gunshots, and then a heavy object falling to the floor. Yikes. Ryan had been sitting where he was shot. The blood evidence supports this. Once he was shot, he collapsed onto his side, onto the ground. And that's how the shot came under his arm on the side. He was lying on the ground and she like came over and stood over his body and shot him. Uh, I could go on forever with all of the evidence against her. There were like precariously positioned things on the, the bookshelf and the table where she said she'd been thrown against the downstairs neighbors did not hear any signs of a struggle. And they were like, I feel confident that I would know, like I live below these people and I hear them do way less than fight to the death. Yeah. Like <laughs> I heard them sure. come home at eight 30. I would have heard them if she'd been thrown around the apartment. Um, if you can hear her crying on the porch, you can hear her being thrown around the apartment. Exactly. Anyway, it goes to trial. Everyone that I've mentioned so far testifies her friends testify. She even gets up on the stand and reads text messages between her and her friends to like try and give them context. So there's no reason why she was just because they broke up and she just decided one day to kill him. Yeah. All right. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, like, there's no evidence up to the point the point that she was like abusive, other than their tumultuous relationship. They were like in and out, and then mm-hmm. up like a couple weeks before the murder, she got super crazy, started showing up at his house all the time. Didn't want to break up. Like he, they'd both moved on. She was seeing other men. He had a date that night with Miss Ohio. (laughs) Wow. She thought she got stood up (laughs) because this fucking lawyer didn't show. Miss Ohio went to the bar and (laughs) like sat down for this date with his lawyer and he never shows up. And she's like, God fucking damn it. I'm Miss Ohio. I'm Miss Ohio. (laughs) I earned this title. (laughs) Again, the real crime here (laughs) is Miss Ohio being set up. Then she sees it on the news the next day and she's like, oh, I was real upset yesterday. She's like cursing him out. She's even more upset. (laughs) Because now he's dead. Now he's murdered. So Hubers gets convicted of murder. Because everything proves that. Because she did it. She, yeah, because she she murdered him in cold blood. Um, she was sentenced to 40 years in the Kentucky Department of Corrections on August 14th, 2015. You're going to hear my neck cracking on the microphone. I'm sorry. Sam, I guess. everyone. everyone. <laughs> sorry to everyone. <laughs> um, she failed to get recognition by the judge of an abusive relationship. Okay. Uh, he even said that they weren't living together which is something else you needed to qualify for early release. If you murder an abusive partner in Kentucky, there are laws that can get you out sooner. Oh, that he was abusive towards her. Yes. Okay. Okay. They were like, no, that didn't happen. Okay. This is, this is false news. So August 14th, 2015, August 25th, 2016, uh, her conviction was overturned on appeal when Mm -hmm. one of the jurors in her murder trial was revealed to be a convicted felon. He said that he forgot that he was a felon. He like hadn't paid child support and it's a felony in Kentucky. I believe she's awaiting trial right now. Uh, and who knows? <laughs> Let me double check that because I, I'm a hundred percent sure she's awaiting trial, but now I'm doubting my sources. So she is overturned. That means she got out. No, I think they're holding her, but I think they are just like, yeah, you need a new trial. Okay. Yeah. April 10th. 
she's preparing for the next part, the key part of her next murder trial. She's just waiting. It, uh, Did the guy be like, oh, I forgot. Did they find out he was a felony like before the like, case ended? No, after. I think well, it'd then, be tried twice. Yeah, you can't be tried twice. Even if it is overturned, I feel like that's... I think, no, it's, there is a second trial. There is a lack of communi- information and a lack of candor on the part of a juror. You get a, you get a new trial. Okay. You, you don't. What about if evidence is You get a new fucked? trial. Like well, if someone it gets, mishandles evidence. It got overturned evidence. on appeal, so you get a new trial. Like oh. when you make appeals in court, yeah, you're looking yeah. for a new trial. You're okay. not getting tried again. All right. Getting tried again applies for like if you get tried and then you're found not guilty and you get out. They can't be like, wait, we have new evidence now. You did it this time. Mm-hmm. That's how the cops talk. You yeah. did it this time. Every single one of them. All of them. The this g- time, you've done it now. You've done it, but good. <laughs> <laughs> Including the aforementioned lady cop. Yes, the lady cop. Ha. <laughs> ah. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, see? Yeah, that's what I was doing. <laughs> so anyway, You'll yeah, never catch me alive, coppers. That's the story of Shayna Hubers and Ryan Poston. Jesus. Damn. The murder of Ryan Poston by Shayna Hubers, to be specific. Damn. Yeah, I, Damn. There's, a lot of, there's a lot of media coverage on this because she's real cute. Mm-hmm. She's real pretty. You know, I was going to ask that because that's like why like, if he called the police on her for stalking it probably wouldn't go anywhere there were he was an attorney so he knew the laws oh yeah fuck yeah. uh they she he was not able to get an order of protection because they did not live together you have to live together to get an order of protection against someone for th- for this situation yes okay Okay. I mean, if you want to get into it with me on the specifics of how to get an order of protection, I can do that with your mama. I would like but, that. But um, it's not easy Why at not? all. Uh, they don't make it easy for you, yeah. and um, they make it specifically hard. <laughs> they make it decidedly difficult for you to get one. Because if you go in, I'm speaking specifically in Illinois, if you go in to get an order of protection, you go and you fill out the paperwork that day you get a trial you, you don't get a trial you get to be seen you get to be seen by a judge you get to go in front of a judge yeah so you go in front of the judge and you say why you need an emergency order of protection and they grant you one or they don't grant you one mm. and that is so when they serve the actual order of protection papers to the person you're getting the order from mm-hmm. they cannot retaliate because there's an emergency one and they're not allowed within whatever how many however many yards so wait so if you aren't it, granted it's, the it's emergency like a restraining order, order but like yeah that's what that's not called a restraining it's order. not it's an okay. order of protection all right yeah right so if you aren't granted that emergency one mm-hmm. you basically have no protections against that's... your probable abuser but and they're just going to serve the papers to that person and be like well here's your court date see you then hope you don't do anything crazy in the next that's fucked up yeah so and in my case specifically, I was going to have to, I was handed the papers and they were like, great, now take this to the, take this to the other police station. We don't want to give it to them. You got to do it. So I was going to have to like hand deliver these papers to the police station and be like, great, now go serve these. So I didn't, <laughs> I wasn't granted the emergency order of protection. So I just gave up at that point. I hate that. Yeah. So, I mean, that's how difficult it is here. Um, and apparently in Kentucky, you can't even get one unless you're living with the person. Yeah. <sighs> so that's fucked. So that's great. What a great system we have. It's phenomenal. 
can you believe this shit i wanted i'm sorry to end that on a sour note i wanted to leave it on the hot lady singing amazing grace in the courtroom (laughs) or in the interview room well it needed to be said here we are with the true facts they're true all right i brought them to you plus the judge was mean to me (laughs) that's beside the she said she said what do you want me to do with this excuse me <laughs> huh i was like what is, wait i'm what? just following procedure i'm the people i go the, the the people downstairs told me to come up here and ask for an emergency order of protection she goes there's no emergency here and i go okay um uh and she goes well i'll still grant you the hearing because i have to but and I was like, oh, okay. Quick, what's her name and social security number? <laughs> yes, right. I don't even know her That's name. That's my joke, you... I actually might be able to get her name and call her out as a judge because she's appointed by the people, but um, it's in my room. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm going to write a fucking letter. Uh, it's fine. It's passed, and I haven't needed it, so. All right. I kind of still want to write a letter defaming her. Yeah, I right? Want to besmirch <laughs> her ass. Well, I'm going to lean off that topic for Zoe's sake. Ding. There's a very specific subsect of my anxiety that only happens when you're about to tell me what your topic is. Well, I mean, only when I'm about to. Not when I say it, but when I'm about to. Well, yeah, because so like, once you tell me, it's gone. It's just the right now. Yes. Patient. Okay. So... Stop it, you bitch. <laughs> I was I was debating giving you a title or not, but I guess I'm just going to give you... I'm doing the Caffey Family Murders. Shit. The what? Caffey Family Murders. This sounds familiar. The okay. murders of the Caffey family. Okay. All right. So the Caffey family consisted of Terry, who's the father, Penny, who's the mother, Aaron, who's 16, Matthew, or uh, they call him Bubba, who's 13, and Tyler, who's 6. They were conservative and protective Christians from Emory, Texas. Uh, They began homeschooling the kids when they moved from Alba, Texas to be closer to Miracle Faith, a conservative Baptist church where uh, both of the parents worked as ministers. So the kids were originally enrolled in public school, but the Caffeys abruptly pulled them out one month into the school year when a girl at school tried to kiss Aaron. And they were like... Miss me with that gay shit and pull their kids out. Oh. Oh, yeah. And Penny then began teaching them a Bible-based curriculum at home. Ew. Well, yeah. Flash does not like Bibles. I'll lock in that I don't like Bibles either. (laughs) My boyfriend has one job, and it's to keep the cat quiet. (laughs) It's fine. (laughs) Send him a official censure strongly worded text censure is that the name of the episode (laughs) an official censure an official censure via text message uh so aaron who's again 16 was your typical girl she was well-mannered soft-spoken energetic and always had a smile on her face is that a typical girl is she a lesbian apparently um, she's possibly bisexual, I guess. Okay. Uh, however... Sexuality is fluid. It's like water. Uh, that's water. Uh, however, she complained of being cooped up a lot, uh, not seeing much of anything outside of her family and her church. So when she turns 16, she's allowed to get a job at the local Sonic. 
And this is where she meets... quicker than that. 19. So this is where she meets 19-year-old Charlie Wilkinson, who's a high school senior, and they start dating. But uh, Aaron's parents do not approve of Charlie. Oh, at all. Is he not a good Catholic boy? He's not. Is he a bad boy? Does he drive a motorcycle? Does he have a leather jacket? I mean... I think he might have a leather jacket. I don't know. He just works at a Sonic. Yeah, like she, works, a- she works at Sonic. And he, she met her. Um, she met him at Sonic. He came to the Sonic yes. looking for food and beverage. And she perhaps roller a skated over experience. to him and was yep. like... She did a pirouette. <laughs> in roller skates? In the middle of the street. Yeah. So they don't approve of Charlie, but they invite him over for dinner just to get to know him. To poison him? Yes. Uh, <laughs> so Terry comes in the door to find Charlie sitting in his recliner, which is like, you know, you don't sit in the man's chair, apparently. Um, oh. So Terry says, hey, nice to meet you. Are you Charlie? To which Charlie responded, yeah, and you are? <laughs> and uh-huh. Terry says, uh, I'm Terry, Aaron's father. Could you stand and greet me? And shake my hand, because that's what we do. We're, we're gentlemen, and we're in Texas. Uh, so Charlie stands oh. and shakes Terry's hand. And like Terry said, he just instantly knew that something wasn't right about him. But Aaron and Charlie continue dating for a couple months. And eventually, Charlie gives Aaron a gift. A promise ring. But it just happened wait. to be... Whoa, whoa. Wait. Whoa. Who, whoa. who gave a gift to who? Charlie to gave who? a gift to Aaron. Okay. I... My brain jumbled, and sure. it said that Charlie gave it. Charlie gave a gift to Terry. A promise ring, and it was a promise ring. <laughs> and I'm like, hmm. <laughs> miss me with that gay shit. Like what? I like that we, plot twist. <laughs> Can that be my official theory? Is is he a Jonas brother? Yeah. Because the promise ring. It, though they had purity rings. It's essentially the same thing. It's a promise to God. So the promise ring happened to be his grandmother's engagement ring. So that was like a big red flag in the household. In the household. How did his mom feel about that? You know, I don't have a lot of comments about that. Probably not. Not thrilled. great. <laughs> yeah. So while not a formal proposal, this infuriated Terry and Penny. And uh, the next like inciting incident was like in the next couple of weeks, Aaron's aunt, who was just being like nosy, uh, contacts yeah. Terry and Penny and tells them that she found Charlie's, quote, internet page. Facebook? MySpace. MySpace. We're in 2008. You're right. Um, there was a high five just now. It I was great. It. <laughs> uh, so in this internet page, he talks about drinking and smoking and having sex, and this is like the last draw for the Caffies. They sit Aaron down, and they tell her that she can't see Charlie anymore. So Aaron begins to cry but she reveals that she'd been looking for a way to break up with him. She just didn't know how. Um, a couple of days later, Aaron breaks up with Charlie, and things fall relatively back into place. The oh. Caffey family begins to regain some sorts of some sense of normalcy, and Penny and Terry are glad they have their daughter back. No. Friday, March first, two thousand eight. Oh my god! <laughs> Here it comes. This is when shit's gonna get fucked up because you told us the date. <laughs> Um, so the Caffey family has a normal day, which transitions into a normal night. Uh, uh, Penny goes to bed early. Aaron pops some popcorn for everyone. Yeah, T- Terry yeah. has a pillow fight with her and the boys, and they all eventually go to bed. Uh, around midnight, Terry is awakened by the sound of the family's black lab, Max, barking. He barks for about five minutes, and he quiets down. No. 
Uh, Terry doesn't think anything of it. He rolls over and goes back to sleep. No. Uh, later in the night, Terry is awakened no. again, this time by the sound of gunfire. No. Oh my he God. throws his arms up in defense and takes several bullets in the arms and shoulders. Oh. Through a light illuminating from the kitchen and the light of the gunfire, he's able to see his attacker's face. But through the shock and trauma, he's not able to put a name to the face. Do guns make light? Yeah. A little bit. A little bit. Like, like flashes of light. When the bullet comes out. It's not like a, I can see everything in the room light. Yeah. It's like yeah. a, there's it's a like something a happening light. Pop, pop. Yeah. But light. Tiny fire. A light yes. pop. <laughs> Come on, light pop. Light pop. Okay. So, uh, Terry is then shot in the mouth, which knocks him out of the bed. Mm. Uh, he's still alive. No. But he's falling mm-hmm. in and out of consciousness. He's, well, cause he got shot in the face. Yeah. Uh, he's, Bleeding from his ears, nose, and mouth. Oh my god! He can't feel his jaw or the right side of his body. Mm-mm. But his oh first thought is to check god. on the children. Uh, he there. He then hears footsteps. He's the walking. Staircase. He's he's crawling. He's moving. Yeah, he's moving though. <laughs> he's like carrying out plans. <laughs> That'd be terrifying for the children. Jesus Christ! Oh my god. <laughs> Um, so he hears footsteps ascending the staircase where Matthew, Tyler, and Aaron are all, uh, asleep in their beds. Terry hears Matthew scream, Charlie, no, why are you doing this? And that's when <gasps> Terry realizes whose face no. he saw behind the gunfire. Yeah. So Matthew screams again, gunshots ring out, and then Terry passes out. Uh. When he regains consciousness, he is greeted by the smell of smoke and sees that the fall, far wall of his bedroom is on fire. Uh, the fire is blocking his main way out and the way upstairs to the kids. So Terry begins to crawl toward the bathroom, his only means of escape. And on the other side of the bed, he finds Penny. Um, uh, there was so much blood. He said that there was no point in, um, th- there was nothing that could be done. Oh so like no point God, in turning to the live. Yeah. Jesus. Uh, he then heard window shattering, parts of the ceiling collapsing, and then the fire roaring. So he reached the bathroom, and due to the smoke and the trauma, he gets lost in his own bathroom um, and has to like feel his way around. But he finally finds the window, and he managed to he manages he manages to open it, hoist himself up, and he drops five feet to the ground, where he passes out upon impact. So oh, uh, my God. he regains consciousness again. What? And realizes that he's like, there's no way he can get back in the house to save his kids. So he starts walking toward his neighbor's house. Walking? Crawling. Oh my. It um, d- how? It d- uh, how many times did he, what did he, she got, uh, how many bullets? And then I haven't a told lot you. I haven't told you that arms. yet. You haven't? Nope. Okay. I will. He doesn't know. He just got fucking shot a bunch. Everything's bad news. Yeah. So um, he cycles through standing, crawling, falling, and repeating in the quest to get to his neighbor's house, which is 500 yards away. At the halfway point, Terry turns and sees his entire home engulfed in flames. (gasps) And he slinks against a tree, wishes for death, and, you know, just thinks he should just give up at this moment. But then he realizes that if he doesn't make it, no one will know what happened to his family and no one's going to know who did it. So uh, he gets up and continues making his way through his na- to his neighbors. He has to crawl through a barbed wire fence, which rips his remaining clothes and some of his flesh to shreds. 
But uh, he crawls up the driveway and gets to his neighbor's front door. He starts beating on it with all his might, but he lost a lot of blood and he doesn't have a lot of strength left. Um, but luckily, his neighbor's porch light comes on and his neighbor, Tommy, comes out. Terry says it was Charlie and then he passes out for the final time. So Terry is rushed to the hospital and treated for his 11 bullet wounds and taken to intensive care. What the fuck? Oh my God. His neighbor, Tommy, tells officers what Terry said and it doesn't take long for to investigate. It doesn't take long for investigators to figure out who Charlie was. It's a very small town. So they figure it out in like three seconds. Uh-huh. Maybe not. He didn't seconds. go far. Yeah. Uh, so later in the morning of March 2nd, police arrested Charlie Wilkinson at his friend Charles Wade's trailer. So it's Charlie and Charles. We're good. We're keep going. And so Charlie Charles's trailer was filled with trash and like hoarder level clutter. Fun fact, pretty gross. Gross. And uh, Charlie was found with two guns beside him. So Charlie confessed immediately and he implemented uh, Charles as an accomplice. Uh, Charles also confessed, and uh, they explained that in the late night of March 1st, Charlie Wilkinson and Charles Ward entered the Caffey household while Charles' girlfriend, Bobby Girl Johnson, waited in the car. The two boys entered the bedroom where Penny and Terry slept. Charlie fired a 22 caliber handgun at Penny several times. He then handed the gun to Charles, who fired several more times at the man and wife. Uh. Uh, they left Terry for dead. But after discovering that Penny was still alive, they proceeded to stab her in the neck with the samurai sword they had Shut also brought. Fuck oh, up. Nearly decapitated her. Oh my god. 13 year old Matthew and 6 year old Tyler ran downstairs after hearing oh. the gunshots. And Charlie yells at them to run upstairs, and they do. Uh, Charlie and Charles proceeded up the stairs. And that's when Matthew yells at Charlie, Why are you doing this? Uh, Charles shoots Matthew in the head and neck, and they find six-year-old Tyler hiding in the closet, and they take turns stabbing him with a sword. Stop! Uh, So after they killed the family, they committed robbery, stealing cash and jewelry. Wade and Wilkinson then committed arson by delivery, setting the house on fire. Oh, my God. Did they, like, whoa. Wait. What? Do you know how they set the house on fire? Was Aaron there? Not specifically. So here begs the question. Sorry, that's a weird question to ask. <laughs> Where is Aaron? Where's Aaron? Yeah. So when authorities went back to Charles Ward's trailer to begin search, uh, they start searching him on the clutter. And as detectives are searching a pile of laundry and stuffed animals, they discover uh, eyes staring back at them. She's alive. Please, No. She is. They bring Aaron out of the clo- out of the cloth oh. debris and ask her what happened. She has hazy memories of the events that transpired. She just barely remembers being yelled at by two people, and then she remembers flames. I need you to stop for a second because yep. my head had um, already killed her, and her body was dying, was like dead under the clothes, mm-hmm. and I didn't like that. Sure. So she was so the, She was alive. Was she was alive. Hopeful. Was she restrained? Uh, no, she was just groggy. I guess she had just so like, like maybe drugged. Yeah. Just drugged and covered with clothes. What? What the fuck? Tell me. So police bring her into the station, and uh, that's where she's placed under arrest. What? Charles Wade, Charlie Wilkinson, and Bobby Gale Johnson have all implemented Aaron as the mastermind behind her parents' murder. They each told detectives that Aaron enlisted them all to kill her parents, brought the dog Max in when he began to bark too much, and let Charles and Charlie into the house as she waited in the car with Bobby. Oh, my God. 
Aaron watched the, the light of the gunfire eviscerate her family and then the luminescence of the flames that tried to extinguish the evidence. After which, the four conspirators drove around for a while, and then Aaron and Charlie were dropped off at the trailer where they had sex to celebrate. No. Terry Caffey, two year, two hours after surgery, and uh, in the trauma center, he was visited by his sister, and she told Terry that they had found Aaron and that she was alive. She then tells him that Aaron was involved, and he broke down and began to sob. Oh, no. So, in November of 2008, uh, Charlie Wilkinson and Charles Wade pled guilty to capital murder and were both sentenced to life in prison without parole. They were originally going to be sentenced to death, but uh, Terry said that he forgave both of them and that he didn't want to see them dead. They take into account the victim's family's opinions on to whether or not to carry out the death penalty? Apparently. Well, in, in this case, they did, I guess. That's just interesting. I don't That's cool. A month later, Bobby Gail Johnson and Aaron Caffey were uh, both sentenced to, I believe, 40 years. So after the murders, Terry set up a trailer on the ground where his house once stood, and for months was in a depressive state, addicted to painkillers and antidepressants. After four months, he turned his life around, realizing that there was a reason that he survived and that his life still has purpose. Terry has since remarried and is now a stepfather of the two children, he now focuses on his ministry and speaking engagements. He also released a book, Terror by Night, which details the murders of his family and his rise from tragedy. Oh, my God. He's done a speaking tour in season three, episode two of I Survived, which is where I got most of this from. Oh, my God. I was very angry, Terry said, remembering how he felt after the murders. Not only was I angry at God, but I was angry at my daughter. I was angry at these two young men and the other lady that drove the getaway car. I was just angry angry i wanted them to die i wanted them to pay especially those two boys but now terry says that he's forgiven them all he says i have met people that have gone through a lot less than what i have and they've gone grown into bitter angry people and that's not who i am and i saw myself becoming that i knew that's not what i wanted to do i didn't want to grow into a bitter angry old man i'm here i'm still here and that's when i decided to move on it's time to forgive it's time to enjoy life again. Life does go on. And he still visits Aaron in prison regularly. So, somewhat unrelated, but related to Zoe's last story. Huh. Oh, no. Who's, whose conviction got overthrown? Not that. Um, oh, I no? have an audio clip for us. Oh, no. What is it? Of Aaron singing Amazing Grace. Are you fucking kidding me? That's why I was like, ah, ah. there's <laughs> absolutely no way. Oh, that's why I know this story because Piers Morgan interviewed her. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> was, when did she sing it? I was losing my mind over here. Uh, she did it in an interview? Uh, yeah. Okay, okay, that wasn't it. Sorry. Um, uh, I thought I had it. <laughs> You can Google, I can tell you how to find it, because I found it trying to find my girl singing Amazing Grace. You have to Google (laughs) girl, or I Googled Amazing Grace, and then was like, that's not going to give me what I need. (laughs) Sometimes I put blind faith in Google. Like, earlier I Googled. I was like, oh, you know what will give me what I need? Mugshot photo. And it was like, (laughs) girl... (laughs) 
<laughs> You're gonna need to help me out here. Girl. Uh, I need a name. It's like uh, Murderer <laughs> Sings Amazing Grace in interview or uh. something. <laughs> Amazing Grace m- Murder? <laughs> no. Well, I don't want to type all of that. It doesn't matter. You Amazing can find Grace it. Murder. No, it just brings me the same thing. That's not what I Okay. Anyway. Because um, you searched Amazing Grace Murder. <laughs> <laughs> Trump supporters sing Amazing Grace at security checkpoint. Ew. Anyway. I'm the security checkpoint. <laughs> so. She's, yeah, got, I, she's I, got a cute little voice on her. <laughs> I mainly got Terry's point of view on this. So I don't really know. Aaron said she felt cluttered and so she just decided to have her parents killed and she after the fact is like hold on. maybe I shouldn't have done that. Hold you know? On. Yeah. Hold on. Hold on. As someone who lives her life in a state of always feeling cluttered inside and out. No. You, you don't what? have any there's no way that feeling cluttered leads to murderous intent i'm sorry sweetheart baby stupid idiot like putting together a team wrong word (laughs) like you you feel cluttered you feel just a little it's just a mess it's all a mess i can't get this organized better kill my whole family at 16 nonsense at 16 years old well yeah she's 16 you know, like maybe she got real drunk with her boyfriend and was like, and killed her whole family. We should kill him. You know how and you then just get really drunk with your boyfriend and then you kill your whole family. Friends were like, "Oh, I've always wanted to murder someone," and then they're like, "Let's go do it." And then they drive over there and they fucking kill her parents. Uh, was she drunk? Uh, I don't think so. And they were like waiting. Was like it she a had spur been say- of the she had been, no, she'd been saying it for a while. They'd been planning it, premeditated, oh, yeah. uh, and. I think it was like, she's been saying like, I want to kill my parents for a while. And then something happened in the day of, she was like, we're killing my parents tonight. And so they, they were hoping she would like chicken out. Mm-hmm. Well, and that, so, that's how my story last week with the house party murders. I mean, that was it. He was like, I'm going to kill my parents. And then like the opportunity arose to yeah. where he could kill his parents. And he was like, Oh, I think she, she also offered them $2,000. Where is she going to get the money? Inheritance? She, what was her plan? Jesus. Not to pay them at all? Well, I guess she was... I was going to shit talk her parents for... I was going to say something about how homeschooled kids aren't smart, but yes. I homeschooled myself, so I didn't even have a teacher. Yikes, so. yikes, yikes. <laughs> yeah. I'm not one to talk. Well, her religion-based education probably didn't cover the ins and outs that. of what happens when you murder someone. Sure. Yeah. Well, no. People murder people in the Bible. Yeah, but they don't like... Face there's a lot God, of jury of their peers. <laughs> well, then that there we go. We found the truth. I think there's literally a story in the Bible where uh, uh, Abraham. Yeah, he's like where God's like kill your son, and then and then no, yeah, like, he was gonna kill his son. And he's then, like kill your son, Abraham, and he's like okay, okay, got and then you. He's like about to do it, and he's like ah, wait, wait, do pause, it. don't do it. Yeah, because I remember a photograph that we were shown in Catholic school when I was under the age of 12 of a man holding an axe above his sleeping infant child yeah. and then an angel being yeah. like stop in JK I said JK come the baby on in half. you didn't say JK though I was talking to this woman that I work with and I was just like I'm a terrible liar so I just try not to I just don't do it and she's just like well 
in the Bible, <laughs> they said that being a liar is worse than being a murderer or a rapist. And I'm like, um, that back like, the fuck up. That sounds like fake news. Back <laughs> the fuck up. I'm like, how the fuck? How? Also, no. Also, fuck you. And being gay is bad, but and she's lying like, well, is worse. <laughs> I'm like, well, killing your wife is bad, but lying is worse. <laughs> so just realize you've got a curable curse and turn it off. Like a light switch. Was that a real song, or did you yes. just write that? Yeah, it's yeah. it's from Book of Mormon. Yeah. Oh, I thought we wrote a song together. Take a shot every time Zoe and I break out into song that no one else gets. <laughs> From on this a podcast. various Broadway show. <laughs> Jeez, we need to. Be so, oh, that was the uh, that was the Caffey family murders. Damn. And, uh, the survival story of Terry Caffey. Damn. I can't believe this shit. I cannot. That's fucked up. Thank you. I was very excited about this story. I couldn't put together what where I knew these facts from because you told them in a way that I'd never heard the story told. Because I, I heard I saw the Piers Morgan interview. And like that's how I knew the case. Sure. So I literally heard her story of like how she was feeling really guilty about it and she like I think at one point like she I might be putting it together with another girl that had her parents killed for breaking yeah. her up with her boyfriend, but right. maybe she had, she had like been consoling one of her younger brothers at one point. Like she was like, it was very much like I did the right thing here in the murder of my parents and not mm. like the horrors that her poor dad had to go through. Mm. That's fucked up. Yeah. The, I didn't, they burnt the house down. I didn't, I didn't register that fact. <laughs> That's bad news. I hate all of that. Any, they geez. weren't able to determine whether or not the family was still alive when the house burned down. Oh, I don't want to know. Yeah. No. Oh, all of that's somehow worse. I don't know. Why is it samurai sword? I think uh, it was because a they Are they nerds? Are they nerds? Are they? They had to be. They had it. They like you know, weeaboos? one of them was like they were talking about murder, and then was their it eyes like were like anime club kind of kids. <laughs> I mean, I'd... full disclosure, I was in anime club. But Weren't you president of the anime club? For one semester. <laughs> and I only was because I wanted to win. There was an election, and I knew I could win it, and I wanted to, so I'm, I did. And then I shirked my responsibilities. I'm not trying to attack you. That's why I got on senior council, except kind of not. Uh, I showed up to a senior meeting as a joke, huh. and then I got nominated, and then I won. <laughs> and then I was on senior council, and I had to make decisions. Fuck that. And then I got... Just stopped going? That's what I did. No, I, I, I went the entire time, but I got... I got um, I'm looking for a different word that's not a slur. Uh, huh? I don't understand what word you are trying... Like, I'm trying not to see the G word. Oh, okay. Um, what are you describing then? I don't I understand. I don't understand. P-P-E-D. P-P-E-D? Yes. Just say it. You got ripped off. Ripped off. Ripped. Thank you. Oh, wow. Perfect. (laughs) It even rhymed. Full circle. Um, Back to ripped off. (laughs) Jesus Christ. How did you get ripped off in in school? I I was supposed to be homecoming king. Uh Uh-huh. I'm not getting into this. Please. Liddy, what's your story? I'm glad you asked. I'm still bitter about high school, apparently. Well, my story is sweet. Isn't that always fun to realize that you like? (laughs) (laughs) Your story is sweet. 
Woody, is your story on your phone? Yeah. Okay. I but was committing. Google Docs wasn't because I typed it on my computer and left my computer at home, oh. and Google Docs took a really, really long time to update. Oh. But it was there, and I thought it was gone. That's and, what I just and, had. <laughs> I couldn't find mine. <laughs> it's really scary. It's Google Docs. She wants to fight. <laughs> well, I found it. Okay. Perfect timing on all. So I'm counts. giving you a title this week. Oh, we'll bring you it to are. us. I'm doing the Great Molasses Flood. The what? The Great Molasses Flood. Bring it to also me. known as the Boston Molasses Disaster. Absolutely not. Um, I'm doing another disaster. <sighs> Fight me. I really um, want this to be what it sounds like. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is exactly what story it sounds like. Story <laughs> over. I take I'm already... you to Boston this week. So specifically, the north end of Boston, and it north was in end the of Boston or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, you right. I don't. I can't do a Boston accent, which is really just regrettable. <laughs> Excuse me, was that your Boston accent? <laughs> no, I just I saw regrettable coming up in the sentence, and I was like, I'm gonna say regrettable because okay. I like it. Okay, so it's the early 1900s, and it was one of the, like this neighborhood was one of the most crowded neighborhoods in America. Okay, it was just like congested. There was just a lot of people living there, and they were mostly. Um, yeah, it was <laughs> cluttered, cramped, um, packed. Anyway, there were about 40,000 people. Most of them were Italian immigrants. And this was in 40,000 people in about a one mile square area. Area. Uh, neighborhood. One mile? Yep. 40,000. Yep. Okay. We're talking like packed. Okay. Like on a busy day, the streets are like a concert. Yeah, okay. I saw a picture where it looked like the streets were a concert. But, okay, so the northern end of the city was where the docks were, and it saw a lot of, like, product move in and out. It was very, they would, like, ship out to Europe and stuff. Um, There's a lot of hustle and bustle in that area. And amidst all this, there was an enormous steel tank. It was about five stories tall, like 50 feet, and it contained over 2 million gallons of molasses. I can't even comprehend how large that number is. Why? Is my question. I. Because you gotta. You gotta. (laughs) (laughs) I was gonna elaborate, but I didn't want to anymore. Does Canada have like a maple syrup reserve? It's not maple syrup, it's molasses. I understand that. But, like, why do you have molasses as a... I will tell you. And we're not in Canada. I understand that. But, like, why do you have molasses? I will tell you. There's a reason. a bad joke? Jesus. Burn me at the stake. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Fuck my drag race. Um, Okay. This is the tank. You see it? That big circle thing? Cylinder? Oh, my God. It's... She big. What big circle thing? Throw your phone at me. The silo in the background full of molasses. This big silo. From this far away, you probably... Okay. We'll put it on Instagram. <laughs> it's like a short... I'll see it on Instagram. <laughs> big old circle. Hold on. I got it. Oh, is the, the building there? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I was, yeah. It's a uh, container. I was thinking like a, a, a water tank. Well, I said circle, and I should have said... So, it does. Um, so, the molasses was essentially collected in that tank from shipments that came from like Cuba, the West Indies and Puerto Rico um, on huge steamers. And if you, those are like big boats. If you remember from my last story. Steamers? Yeah, steamers. 
from a while back. Okay. Um, steamboats. Oh, the well. biggies. The one that sank in the Chicago River. The Eastland. That's oh. correct. Yes, that's what I was trying to say. Okay, so it was... Uh, dis- okay, the, so it was distilled into industrial al- alcohol. That's what they used it for. They and then they like further processed it to be used in the production of various explosives like TNT and nitroglycerin for the war effort. So they were not using this molasses to make syrup. They were using it to turn to like okay, make. Okay, what's into- molasses? Because I think I'm confused. Okay, molasses I believe can. <laughs> I'll be- say it. I I have no pride. Um. <laughs> You know, I'm embarrassed to say this is my story, and I and I honestly c- couldn't tell you for sure. But Can I'm, you please Google molasses? molasses. Like, it's like this really thick. Okay, fine. If I can Google, I it. want the Wikipedia. <laughs> I will tell you what molasses is, Mama. It's like syrup. Yeah, but where does it come from? Trees. Oh, trees. It's, no, it's obtained from raw sugar. Oh, I knew it was sugar. <laughs> I knew the whole time. That's it. Yeah. yeah, it's like corn. It's like uh, corn syrup, except different. I know it, it has the same consistency of corn syrup, but I think it's thicker. You than that. boil yeah. syrup, and it gives you thick, dark molasses. Oh, so it's just like caramelized sugar. Yes. So caramel. It has significant amounts of minerals in it because it's not highly refined. Oh. It's it could be used as a dietary supplement. Okay, well, work. Um, you're fired. <laughs> Go outside. That wasn't even my phone. It was my laptop. I didn't do anything wrong. Okay, well, the means don't justify the ends. Do the I'll ends end justify you. the means? No. <laughs> Wait. No. Sam's holding his mic expectantly, so he, yes. What would you like to share with us? Is it about molasses? Is it about nitroglycerin? Oh, potatoes. <laughs> that's it. Oh, that's that was a gift. No, I mean, I was going to say something about molasses for real. So, yeah, y'all did it. Y'all found it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. It's like a syrup. But it, have y'all had, like, molasses cookies? No, I thought yeah. I knew what molasses oh was. Well, and then yeah. we were talking about turning it into bombs, and I thought I was wrong. What the fuck is a molasses cookie? Apparently, you can turn you molasses into industrial alcohol and then, well, you can turn it into alcohol and then turn it into industrial alcohol and then further process it and turn it into explosive shit. I'm like, what? I just want to point out for the record that Sam is not from Texas. So the, the country <laughs> accent that he puts on, I don't understand it. I don't support it. Y'all don't say that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Bringing it back. The company that operated the tank or that owned the tank was the industrial U S industrial alcohol. That was the name of the company. And it was, uh, it had its biggest clients were like the French and British government. But when the U S joined the war effort, they became the biggest, uh, client. So there was like a high demand for more production. So the, like being the greedy little capitalist piggy babies that they were, they started to like overfill the tank. And they like cut corners and just were generally fucking stupid. What's um, industrial alcohol? Is that rubbing alcohol? Or it's is it just industrial alcohol is alcohol that has been made in fit for consumption. And I know that because and you would know that too. Prohibition. From Prohibition. Episode nine. I literally talk about yeah. the whole thing. Yes. But like what is it used for? A bunch Cleaning. of stuff. 
medical stuff. Ingredients. So it's like isopropyl alcohol. It's like 100% alcohol. Apparently also used for bombs and shit. <laughs> okay. TNT and nitroglycerin. It's like not shit. refined to drink. Well, they specifically make it poisonous to drink. They add poisons to it. But that's relatively new. Okay. You make it unfit for human consumption. And then it's industrial alcohol, and then it's not taxed. Well, the same way. Okay. That's what they do. So, they cut more corners than ever, ignoring certain safety measures required by law, which I should point out at that time were very lax anyway. But from the moment the tank was built, it was a piece of shit. Okay. <laughs> the, the steel was like 50% as thick as it should have been. They used cheaper steel that was way more brittle than it should have been. And from the jump, it had countless leaks. Okay. Just... Uh, like cons- leaking molasses so consistently that like people would run up and like like kids would like take molasses uh, where it pooled at the base of it. Like locals wow. would just be like, oh, let's get some molasses, bring it home for pancakes or Gross. whatever. Wow. Yeah. Just scrape it off a steel wall or the ground. It's an NBD. I um, guess people like would get it from a plant anyway. You know, like people get like fucking syrup from trees and then eat it. This is just like the robot version of that. Well, and it's also free. Um, yeah. Oh, and they painted it. They painted it brown to hide the like fact that it was always leaking. <laughs> the citizens or the, the like the company. The company. Okay. Because they were supposed to. They were supposed to fill it with water first to check if there were leaks, which they did not do. Uh, they skipped that stuff. They were just like, nope. Anyway. Every time more molasses was loaded into the tank, it would make alarming moans and groaning sounds. Just like the sound of warping metal (laughs) that was really loud. It was like, I'm not sure about this. You might want to rethink your choices. (laughs) Um, And the workers and locals who like like spent time uh, near it all had this like vague fear of it. They're like, this, she is not safe. This is, <laughs> this is bad, but it's it hasn't nothing bad's happened yet. So we're probably okay. But like, ooh. Um, <laughs> like, I mean, this giant shitty tank was the only thing separating them from a giant tsunami of syrup. So like, it's, I like that there's alliteration on that, alert. even though it's, a, it's not the same letter. Well, they know it's filled with syrup and it's groaning. Like, you're like, what if that breaks? I don't want that coming out. Right. You know what I mean? It's not a spoiler alert. <laughs> I mean, yes, it is. It's well, called the syrup flood. Yeah, I was going to say the spoiler alert. I mean, the molasses flood. The title. Okay. January 19th, 1919. Is that a date? It is a date. Oh, no. And I also want to point out the date is. One, one, nine, one, nine, one, nine. It's 19. It's the 19th of January. And it's 1919. There's three 19s. What does it mean? Oh my God, what do you think it means? I think you put some extra numbers in there. Shut up. No, I didn't. 1-9-19-1-1-0-1-1-9-1-1-0-1. My reaction was mostly focused on the fact that Lydia literally slipped into the conspiracy voice when they start talking numerology, where it's like, here are the facts. Okay, wait. one nine one seven two seven seven one. 
Are you following? Are you following? <laughs> it's all connected. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. So, it was January 19th, 1919. Um, it was unseasonably warm. It was 40 degrees out, but two days earlier, it had been two degrees out. So in two days, it went from two degrees to 40 degrees, which was pretty dramatic. Oh, I was like, wait, this is in Chicago. I was like, yeah, that's, that's fucking normal. And it's Boston. In Boston. <laughs> and in Boston, that was like pretty par for the course, too. They're like, mm-hmm. oh, what did they call it? A January thaw or something. That's what the, I can't do a Boston voice. I don't even know who she is. It's a January thaw. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> um, it's a January so, the hustle Whatever. and bustle and shaking and shaman and conge- general congestion. Shaman? Just, yes. Like a shaman. <laughs> <laughs> what? Just off the record, but also I'm recording it for me. <laughs> this woman came oh. through the airport and I checked her bag because it was full of rocks and rocks in bags on the x-ray. You can't see through them. So you basically have to call a bag check. You're just like, what are these strange objects? This opaque like area. You're just like, ah, sure. oh, god damn it, I gotta look at it. Fine. Okay. So I pull her towards the back for to for to check her bag. Yep. And um <laughs> You are grounded for till college. Get out of my head. <laughs> I'm so sorry. But um She's got all this, like, beautiful, like, fucking, like, cloths and shit in there. And I'm just like, wow, this is really pretty. And I get to the fucking rocks, and she's like, be careful with those. And I'm like, of course. Of course I'll be careful with these. And she's just like, they're cursed. I'm a shaman. Okay, well, wait. You said you were gonna cut this out of the episode, and this is literally so relevant. You better not fucking cut this out. I'll be so mad. She said what to you now? She said she's a shaman. Be careful with those. They're cursed on a shaman. (laughs) It was like some amethysts and like other like quartz like um, rocks. With her, like, whole... I don't... I mean, I don't know anything about shamans, honestly, but, like, for us... I'm sorry. What is she... Did she look like... I'm sorry. Did she look like a shaman? She she was joking. Was she... Oh. 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 She was fucking with me. You ruined the story. (laughs) No. I fully thought she was serious, and it's like, oh, my God. I wanted her to be so serious. She... They're cursed. (laughs) Yes. It was... So, uh, well, she delivered it like that. Yeah. I'm like, oh my God. I love that. You're like, I love yeah. that. They I are, yeah. She definitely delivered it like that. I love but her. then, um, and I'm like, should I not be touching these? I'm sorry. And she's like, am I going to be cursed? She's like, dude, you're fine. Just like, you know, be careful. <laughs> Coolest shaman ever. That's all I have to say. Okay, wait. She's, what? So, what is the truth? Wait, exactly. <laughs> you just said she was the coolest shaman ever. So, what, which part was she joking about? curse they're not cursed she is a shaman she is a shaman <laughs> still like in the story she is a shaman they were not cursed but they she, were cursed. they were cursed she just wanted to ease your mind maybe yeah i'm locking that in me too the fuck i mean i might be dying so it might That's be her fault <gasps> wait does the timeline line up no 
This was months ago. All right. Well, fine. Oh Is my it when God. you met me? Step into no. my paddles at this point. I love that. I'm sorry. I've derailed your story. Yeah, you sure we did. I accept it. All of this. <laughs> and I'm, I, I'm very happy about it because that was a blessed story. I'm it was a cursed blessed. story. <laughs> Hashtag cursed and also blessed. Anyway, yeah, the hustle and bustle and general, like, hoopla. Drama mama. <laughs> like everyone was outside to enjoy the weather. Anyway, so a Boston police officer was walking uh, his usual beat when uh, he heard what he would later describe as a tremendous rumbling, grinding sound. And then shortly thereafter, the rat-tat-tat of a machine gun fire. The sound came from the direction of the tank. So he turns to look because he could turn and look and see it because he was close enough to see what's, what was what. He saw the large fucking huge molasses tank collapsing and bursting open before his very eyes. The machine gun sound was from all the rivets that were being like... Oh, I wanted someone bursting. to shoot at it. Bursting. <laughs> Chewing on it? No, shoot because... The... Rivets were like bursting out and then bursted. Oh my god! Um, they like pop, 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 pop. Mm. Yeah, like buttons on a shirt. Yeah. Yup. But metal and destructive. Did those hit anyone? Probably. <laughs> Everybody was hurt. <laughs> yes. Please continue. Oh my. He watched god. in horror as the contents of the tank came rushing out like a tidal wave of molasses. He was able to quickly send out a call of distress to like send all available rescue Help. personnel like <laughs> yes, like get him here. There's a tsunami of molasses, molasses tearing through the city. And they're like, "What? Did you tearing say <laughs> through tearing the city?" It's okay. Th- we we've, we've come to a a sense is that it's like thick, right? So this yeah. is like I will tell you actually. Oh, um, I will get into viscosity. I don't like that word. Yeah. I do. It's a good word. It it's an important part gross. of this story. Um, <laughs> so the the wave came and it came hard. That was gross. Um, wow, <laughs> that was gross. It was moving at about 35 miles per hour, which is actually really fast. Yeah, yeah that's how that's cars go. That's incredibly fast. Yeah. It was about 40 feet high on the you onset. You can't run from that. Nope. 40 feet high? Uh-huh. And it leveled off to about 20 feet high and 160 feet wide. Like that's thereafter. horrifying. Uh-huh. That's a tsunami. Yeah, that's what of, I said. Of molasses. That's a tsunami as her of... The wave scooped up everything in its path. People, animals, buildings, even animals. F- freight cars. Uh-huh. Buildings? Yeah. Some buildings were dead ass ripped off their fucking... Like the buildings that were closest were just like ripped off their foundations. Or like just completely fucked. This sounds like a... This sounds like a fucking... Like Sharknado situation. <laughs> yeah, it Dennis destroyed it most of the false. structures. Ooh, most of the structures Crazy. on the like basically that were all around it. Like that picture that we're gonna put on Instagram that I showed you. You know how there are other houses around that area, other buildings? Not anymore. So twenty one people were killed and over hundred and fifty were badly injured. And covered with molasses. That's true. A lot of animals died too. Like a lot of horses. Which was sad. Were there like a, a stable in the midst of this disaster? It's 1919 and there were a lot of horses on the street. <laughs> That's true. 
that didn't register in my head parts. Stuff. That it, I didn't mean for that to sound so like no rude. <laughs> the way I was like, it's 1990. Like I didn't. No, you're that. right. Okay, good. Do the fucking math. There are horses everywhere. Let that. <laughs> Listen, it's simple That's 20,000 of the 40,000 horses. Listen. Okay. So what made it so deadly was the fact that the molasses inside the tank was actually much hotter than it was supposed to be and also than it was outside. It was heated? Um, well. It's in a big old metal thing in the heat. It's in a big old metal thing. It went from cold to warm. And also they had just gotten a big new shipment that filled it up to like unwise levels of of full and molasses is like it's most convenient to ship it when it's actually warmer because it's more like the viscosity is um lower or higher it's liquid lower yeah it's more liquid um so like it's i guess it's because it's easier to like get it like it's like you, you can, can pour, pour it. it. So they poured it in hot. So they poured it in, poured in a new shipment hot, hot. <laughs> and that of course raised the temperature of all of the molasses that was in there already, and it didn't cool down as fast because it was forty degrees out. So, but it wasn't. It was hotter than it was outside, though. It was still forty degrees was still cooler right. than it was. I don't have an actual, but anyway. So this also caused like CO two, uh, um, like this. When they built the tank, they didn't account for the CO2 emissions that would just be coming out of the molasses. It didn't seem like they accounted for much. No, they didn't account for anything. There's CO2 emissions coming out of molasses? Apparently. Oh, yeah. But it, that built pressure also. You know, that's really rude. It's a loud plane. But, like, they didn't account for anything at all. It was, it was The CO2 was making the pressure even more. But, um... So... When the molasses busted busted out, it moved so fast doing, uh, due to being less thick than normal. But the cooler air outside caused it to cool fairly rapidly. Thus, the viscosity increases dramatically, effectively sealing the fate of those who are trapped by the rushing flood. So oh. it rushed out and covered a shit ton of ground. <laughs> and then sealed and, it. And then, and then got real hard. And then, not hard, just Harder. thick. Way thicker. So, when... After it like rushed out fast when it was thin, it thickened up. Uh, and most people who died died because of suffocation because they like couldn't like the molasses like was in their mouth and throat and like thickened and they couldn't breathe. People would get their like feet stuck in it and then try to like or people who were getting stuck basically got more stuck as they tried to get out once it got thicker. Or people who tried to rush in to help people would all would then also get suck sucked in and couldn't get out. It's literally like, those, like quicksand. Like quicksand oh, except yeah. except fucking Well no, it's like those things from Harry Potter. Which things? The plants? The snakes? No, the You're plants. About the plants. Um Devil's Snare. Yes. Yep. Um okay. So the cleanup was a sticky fucking mess because this covered like basically this mile square area, essentially like just, it went everywhere. The, it took over six months to like do most of it basically. And over like over a year for it to get like, for you to really consider it like molasses free for the most part, (laughs) like pretty much everything anyone touched like in public after a while, it's just like everything was sticky. Pay, like the insides of payphones. Bro. Like just everything was always sticky. Oh. Did, they, did they just 
scoop it up and put it back in the silo. Silo? Green? I mean, that tank was totally, like, it's destroyed. Oh, yeah. There was no tank to scoop back into. Yeah. Okay, so they They ate it? Yeah, they eat it? Yes. (laughs) You know, I don't know where it went. Maybe they... They rinsed it out. They just, they like turned the garden hose on. Like you have to put things places, you know? Where did it go? Like they did a bucket train. A landmine? A a landmine? Landfill. Okay. Okay. And then a landmine. Those are two. (laughs) (laughs) So they put it in a pit and then they blew it up. Blew it up. Yeah. All right. So for like only about two days after the flood, um, well, like media coverage was like big and crazy, but like it really just com- like cut off after about two days. It just wasn't. It was old, considered old news pretty rapidly. Um, Had this happened before? Huh? Had this happened before? No. Okay. They're just like crazier things that have happened in well, Boston. <laughs> part of it well. was the area that was affected the worst and most hindered by it was a poor area. Oh. So like none of the big wigs or rich people or air quotes important people were affected. Were really affected at all. So they were just like, whatever. I feel like it like I understand that like things that happen to the lower class don't get talked about in the news as much Mm -hmm. but like people drowned in molasses yeah (laughs) yeah it swept through (laughs) you know like a like oh my god i can't even i cannot okay that's like a surprising little surprisingly little outrage just in general I have a lot of outrage. Yeah. Yeah. So after the fact, there was this giant civil lawsuit, like the biggest ever, brought against the company that owned the tank. There was over 120 plaintiffs, over 1,000 witnesses. The case took longer than three years, and in the end, the judge ruled against the company. This would be the first time that the government didn't side with big-ass business. Business. (laughs) Ass business. Yeah, Um, fuck you. (laughs) Sorry. It's like one job here. You're right. I am no better than a filthy, dirty joke stealer. I'm sorry. That was so aggressive. Um, No, you're right. It's fine. I'm sorry. I'll be better. (laughs) Anyway. And it sparked more government involvement in regulating big corporations. And they created, like, they upped their sort of... uh, I don't, what uh, um, standards. standards? OSHA. OSHA. I don't know laws and stuff. Um, oh, and so that's about it. But I have one more thing, and it's to this day, people from Boston say that on a hot day, it still smells like syrup. molasses. Molasses. I believe that. That's oh, Jesus. The end. There's no the way. The Great Molasses Flood. Do you have a picture? Is there pictures of him, the town covered in molasses? <laughs> <laughs> I almost died. The mic fell and just punched Lydia in the mouth. <laughs> I caught it before I hit Remember my mouth. Remember when the mic fell into caramel? 
<gasps> what if that was this episode? The Great Molasses Caramel Mike Flood. Mike Flood. Wait. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage, Mike Flood. Get yeah. on up. That's like a human name. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I love that. He's just like a guy who like yes. wandered onto the stage. He got his name on the list. But he's all wet. <laughs> well, he's greased up and he slides in. <laughs> Sorry. Real quick, can I mention that I did a huge project on this specific event yeah. in like what was it grade school or middle school i think it was middle school it's, i feel like you were the first person to tell me about it that's crazy and it was you know it's power when school. powerpoint was like a big yes deal. yes PowerPoint. did i leave anything clip out clip art yeah did i leave anything out no but you you worked with me on this project and we made all the you know how like we did the powerpoint we did the we did the animation yes did we make an animated little yes. animal? And there was like <laughs> Sam and I in middle school Jesus. used to use old PowerPoint. It had this thing where you could make clip art or pick clip art that was just generalized cartoons, and then you could do like move paths to make them move in a certain they would, way. Like, flip in. Yeah, you could make them flip in and certain things. And we got really we 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 went really extra with it and made little stupid PowerPoint animations. I think anyway, that's so fun. The end of that. <laughs> Jesus. But it was good. What? So you like brought us your middle school project today? I love that. I fucking wish <laughs> that I still had that PowerPoint. Because yeah, there's you a would lot of powerpoints. There's a lot of powerpoints. I, I wish we still had. Yeah, they I were magical. I don't know what happened. To them. They were They're gone. Beautiful, They're magical all gone. Things. Like you looked for them. That's. I'm blaming everything. No, the computer because, imploded. Apparently. I. It's our fault for not <laughs> harvesting them onto a flash drive. I did have them on a flash. Well, then you lost it. So you, it's your fault. It's somewhere. It's somewhere. Is it in your mother's house? Probably. Did she throw it out? It's in your mother's house. Probably. Huh? Is it with your mother's mouse? In her blouse? You stop. Under the couch? (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, that was the great molasses disaster. Um, and it was in fact sweet. It was a, it's also a disaster. It was terrible. That was a good story, though. Oh, thank you, Woody. Thank you. So, it what do we have pleasure. today? I can't. You still, you still upset about trying to round couch and. <laughs> I saw it so clearly in my head. I saw the types and they were oh ripped. My God. I'm just laughing because I was so taken aback when I said it out loud and it didn't rhyme. I was like, wait, something happened here. And then Lydia made a really good ending to her story and I missed it losing my mind. I did? What was my ending? You said and it was sweet. sweet. Oh. That's crazy. There's what was the no name way. of your story? <laughs> Shayna Huber's and Ryan Poston. Grace. Oh, I thought it was amazing. The murder of Ryan Poston by... <laughs> the murder. 
It was a moida most foul. I'm sorry. I don't know who I am. <laughs> I don't know who I am either. I'm sorry. And then we had the Caffey family murders. And then we had the... The Great Molasses Flood. Can you believe this shit? What? Damn. That's so crazy. <laughs> Damn. Shit. Fuck, I cannot. Guys. Wow. Thank you. All of you. <laughs> Thank we you. did it. Podcast complete. Do we have facts or are we not doing facts again? I don't have facts. God damn it. It's so late and I'm so tired. Couch does not rhyme with the word that I thought it did. <laughs> <laughs> That's my fact. You're shook. My oh, yeah. fact is that I just used the last of Zoe's scotch tape. <laughs> oh, that wasn't interesting. <laughs> damn. It's the beginning I'll of the I'll try better next week. <laughs> Um, as always you can email us at can you believe pod at gmail.com feel free to follow us on all social medias at cybspod at gmail.com feel compelled to follow all of us don't just feel free feel compelled i will be posting photos from all of the stories today on the instagram can follow along um we will be do we do anything on twitter we, i don't we, we post that we have episodes on twitter we don't really do anything on twitter though. i don't know oh, how we should twitter. do something on twitter but we don't have followers on twitter follow us on twitter and we'll do something yeah we'll do something if you give us attention for people it. aren't gonna follow us like if we're not doing something interesting i understand you know this I mean? we gotta draw in the flies with some honey or maybe Molasses. Yeah. Is that the theme of the episode? <laughs> this is such an episode. <laughs> I forgot we were. Can we doing end it, it real quick? Can we do our our, our sign outs? Wait, uh, no. Uh, you can follow us on, on social media. We already did that. No, we didn't. We said that, but then we got really distracted. Did we say the username? Yeah. CYBS Pod. Did we yeah, say we, the email? Yes. Yes. Did we sign out? <laughs> no. No. Is that what's next? Yes. Dominic, you have to go first. <laughs> it's your turn to go first because you go first every time. Never remember and always forget. <laughs> Never forget to remember. <laughs> that Mothman is out there, okay? And he loves you. Mm, mm, mm. Don't sue us. Mm.